Hello, everybody. Hey, John Finn, Church Without Walls, C-W-O-W-I.org. Asking the question today, what's so special about baby Jesus? You know, we're a house church network, and, and that means that we meet in living rooms, and we take turns who hosts each week and who leads each week, and rotating around uh, from house to house, just like they did in the in the first uh, three centuries of Christianity. And in that comes the time for discussions and details. And so I want to share part of that uh, insight with you today. Today, and I say that only as if, you know, like I'm, you're sitting down in my living room and just talking about what is so special about the baby Jesus. And it's great for kids to know. It's great for adults to know. Because the reason for the season gets lost in the midst of this. And, you know, it's not wrong to celebrate the greatest gift of all. That is the Father God giving his son. But the mechanics of it and the why of it is what is fascinating to us and very mystical and very mysterious. You see, the premise of the baby Jesus is this, that he had a pre-existence with the Father God in heaven. And in fact, John chapter 17, his prayer to the father before he goes to the garden of Gethsemane was this. He talked frequently several times in there talking about returning to the father and returning to the glory that he had before. And that while he was in the world, he did everything that the father wanted. And, and this is really, really well seen in Isaiah chapter nine and verse six, a well-known scripture for Christians, at least about the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, about the Messiah. Isaiah 9, 6 starts out this way. Unto us a baby is born, unto us a child, excuse me, unto us a baby is born, unto us a son is given. And those two elements right there highlight the exact point of of celebrating the birth of baby Jesus and what makes him special. The baby was born, that refers to his humanity. That's the Lord Jesus, the baby. But it says, unto us a son is given. And so that is his deity, that the Father God so loved the world that he gave his son. So we have the baby born who is also the son given. And it's those two elements, all God, all man, that makes Jesus special. Now, this is talked about, and we talked about how in the world did this happen? Well, in Luke one thirty-five, Mary asks the question of the angel, how does this happen? Because I'm just engaged. I've never known a man. And he said this, he said, the power of the highest will overshadow you. And that's an important distinction right there, because there again, we see the, the distinction. He said the power, that's the dunamis, of the highest will overshadow you. The highest is the Father God. The power, the representative power, the word of the, of the Father, of the highest, will overshadow you. And, and the terminology he uses is like a cloud. So Mary's asking, and he's saying, basically, the, the, the power that is the, the, the word, the Son, of the highest is going to overshadow you like a cloud. Therefore, that being born in you will be the Son of God. Now, he doesn't go into any much any more detail than that, just saying that, that Christ is, that Jesus is the power of the highest. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 3 says the same thing, where it says this in, in verse 1, it says, that God in many times and many different ways spoke to the fathers in times past through the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us through his son, whom he appointed a heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who is the brightness of his glory, the impressed image of his character, the exact image of his character, and he is the word of his power. He is the word of the father's power. And there we see that distinction again between father and son, just like we saw with, with Mary, where the power of the highest overshadowed her. 
Jesus put it this way, and I do say Jesus or Christ Jesus, when he was in heaven, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 5 makes this statement. Therefore, when he came into the world, in other words, when he was being conceived, when he, when he was leaving heaven, he said this, in sacrifice and offering, you've had no pleasure, but a body you have prepared for me. Then I said, I'm coming in the fullness of the book. It is written about me to do your will, O God. Again, Hebrews 10, verses 5 through 9. He acknowledged as he came into the world, as he overshadowing Mary, he says, a body you have prepared for me, talking to the Father God. And, and you haven't had pleasure in, in the blood of bulls and sacrifices and things of that nature, a body you have prepared for me. In other words, he's saying, and Paul, or the author of Hebrews, goes on to explain that that body that he was talking about became the final sacrifice. No more, no more, no more goats, no more sheep, no more uh, uh, cows and calves and everything else and bulls. But the body that he was prepared, that he was given, uh, became the final sacrifice. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 5 through 8 say the same thing in a little different way. He says in verse 5, Let the same mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus, who did not think being equal with God was something to be grasped, to be held onto, but he emptied himself. Now that's an interesting word there in, in, in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 and 6. He emptied himself. It means that literally the, that's what it means. He, he, he emptied himself of any rights and privileges as God's son who had preexisted with the Father. You've got to remember the Old Testament highlights very several different points, many different points, where he, as the Son of God, still in heaven, appeared to mankind. He was there in the Garden of Eden to, to sculpt Adam's body and, and breathe life into it. He was there to, to do the surgery on Adam to create Eve, to walk her over to, to Adam. He was there. He made, in, in Genesis 3.21, the first sacrifice. He made coats of skins uh, for Adam and Eve after they'd sinned and showing the innocent blood of an animal being a temporary covering for their sin. He, he was with the, the three in the, in the fiery furnace where the king said, look, I, I threw three men in, but I see a fourth, and the fourth looks like the Son of God. He was there throughout man's history, but he would be in and out of this natural realm. And finally, when he emptied himself, he came into a body that the Father God had prepared. As Philippians 2 goes on to say in verse 6, that he emptied himself and became humbled, became fashioned as a man. And it says, and finding himself fashioned as a man, he humbled himself even, even to the death of the cross. The, the death of the cross was the most, most reserved for the lowest of society. And so the contrast is how this son of God who was given became the baby born and how he humbled himself to the worst and the lowest form of death that, that the world had. The highest became one of the lowest. Amazing. And so that is what is special about the Lord Jesus. That is, that is what is unique, that, he, that, that God so loved the world that he gave his son. How did it happen? Well, you know, Luke one thirty five again, that as a shadow, as a cloud, the power that is the, the person of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ, the son, the power of the highest, the highest being the father, overshadowed Mary. Obviously, he said, a body you have prepared for me. The, the, the crux of it is this. He, Existing in heaven all that time before and zipping in and out of the natural realm at will, once and for all, once and forever, he took upon him human flesh. And he needed the physical body. He needed the egg in a biological term of Mary 
because you know in the union in the conception it's the male that brings the the it's after the the conception that the male if you will brings the bloodline brings brings the blood into the conception and so the blood that was coursing through baby Jesus's veins was not tainted by the by the sin of Adam he was 100% man but he's 100% god that the that his blood was pure he had the potential to sin but he chose not to sin and he lived and walked as a as really a spirit filled man in this earth and so because he was born with that untainted blood and because he never sinned the his whole life he was found worthy as a sacrifice to 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 reconcile the world to the father god and so that's what's special about the lord jesus i hope that sinks in on you that even though we know he wasn't born during this time of year it's never wrong to celebrate the greatest gift of all but that the facts of it get lost many times in the mix so i hope that's been a blessing to you today and uh and thank you for your prayers and also visit cwowi.org sign up for our weekly thoughts god bless i hope this has been a blessing to you